Okay, what we've just given you is the outline portion of our introduction, sort of the who, what, where, why, how. Now we're going to do part B of the introduction, kind of flesh it out a little bit of the, the scriptures that back up why we do what we do. A lot of it is based in a, a scripture at the very end of the Bible, almost the very end, 3 John chapter, that's actually 3 John verses 2 through 4. And it says there, Dear friend, I pray that you be in health and prosper, even as your soul prospers. It gave me great joy to have some brothers come and tell about your faithfulness to the truth and how you continue to walk in the truth. So what can we glean from the scripture? One, it's God's will that we be in health. Every once in a while we meet someone who says, you know, my, my sickness, my disease, it's just my cross to bear. I just have to put up with it. That is not biblical. God does not want you sick. He does not want you to have disease. He wants you to be in health. Number two, God's health extends to our bodies and our souls. So it's our bodies, souls, which are, comprise our mind, will, and our emotions. So God wants us healthy in our bodies, souls, which is our mind, will, and emotions. Number three, health and truth go together. We are going to help you walk in health. In order to do that, we need to speak the truth which comes from the scripture. Many people misquote the Bible passage that says the truth will set you free. What the scripture actually says is a knowledge of the truth will set you free. So we're going to give you a knowledge of the truth which in turn is going to set you free. Okay? Now, this word health that we keep using. In that passage, it's translated from the Greek, the original Bible, or original language it was written in. It means to be pure, right, reasonable, sound, and uncorrupted. Let me repeat that. Pure, right, reasonable, sound, and uncorrupted. That's how God wants you in mind, body, soul, and spirit. What about spirit? Now, the soul and the spirit are two unique parts of every human. We are primarily a spirit. Right? God is a spirit. And he wants to be worshipped in spirit and in truth. And so we need to worship him via our spirit. But what is our spirit? In Proverbs 24, it says, The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Mm. Right? So God wants us healed, whole, in our minds, bodies, souls, and spirits. All right? And there's a couple scriptures that, that, that talk about the soul being the mind, will, and emotions. Proverbs 2.10 says, Wisdom will enter your mind and knowledge be pleasant to your soul. What about the will? What is the will? The thing in me that, that kind of determines what I should do. In Job 7.15 7, it says, My soul would choose. My soul would choose where I should go. My soul within me. Okay, My mind, will, and emotions. They help me, guide me where I should go. And what about my emotions? Is that, is that biblical? In Psalm 86.4, it says joy is in the soul. So we have emotions there. Mind, will, and emotions in our soul. Okay, That's where God wants your healing to take place. So walking in God's truth is the only way for our spirits, souls, and bodies to be pure, right, reasonable, sound, and uncorrupted. That means that, once again, we must consult the plumb line, the level, which is the Bible. And with that, I'll hand it over to Heather. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we have seen how applying the Bible 
time-tested truths of scripture bring healing and change to our lives. And people might ask, what scriptures make those promises? Mm -hmm. um, the teachings that we offer are always based on specific scriptures in, in context. Um, and so that well, the great thing about that is it'll make it available for Christians everywhere to be able to do this kind of ministry. That's right. Um, you know, until now, we as the body of believers, we've had to really rely a lot on the professional Christians, the pastors, the um, doctors, the counselors. Yet what we're seeing anyway is that there's God is really kind of telling us that there's going to be a time soon where there's not going to be enough people that are in those professions that are going to be able to handle all this alone. And on top of it, they kind of weren't intended to. It was intended that God would be able to use our gifts, the gifts that he gives to the body. And there's, you know, we'll go through that um, in a teaching another time about the different gifts that he gives to the body. But he wants us to utilize our gifts so that we can help each other. And so God is really needing more and more people like you and, and us to start to understand how it all works in Scripture. How do we help with praying for people? How do we pray, help to pray with people that have had trauma? Um, and one of the reasons is because there's going to be a, a large number of people that are going to be, there's going to be a um, revival. We just know it's coming. Everybody can feel it. I'm sure you can too. And in that revival, we're going to have people coming out of lifestyles that really the church has never had to deal with before, at least not on a grand scale. You know, the people that are coming out of um, witchcraft and the occult and um, unbiblical lifestyles and people that are coming out of trafficking, all these things, there's many, many people, are, God is going to release them so that they're going to be able to come and they're going to need healing. And it and you know we are going to need to come alongside of the doctors and the counselors who we we love dearly but it you know we just really sense that god is doing something with the the body of just the average um christian mm -hmm. Amen. and so um so when it says that god wants to use our spiritual gifts to minister one to another he wants us to minister the, the ministry of reconciliation. And I'm going to go to um, 2 Corinthians. Sure, thank you. 2 Corinthians, while I look for that there. Is there anything that you have a, a thought about with all that that I've just said? Well, I, I would just say that we believe that a time is coming where... Um, Corporate Christianity um, that is 501c3 nonprofit government regulated that that is um, I think what God wants is more organic that everybody becomes a pastor everybody becomes a priest everybody becomes a helper everybody becomes a prophet so that everybody does a part and there are scriptures that say what is it what is it what are we supposed to do when we come to church um, are we are we um, um, supposed to be spectators, mm -hmm. right? The, the I, I, we believe that the the end of spectator Christianity is upon us, That's and right. so God wants to raise people up such as you and us to be to minister one to another. Wouldn't it be wonderful if if we didn't have to rely on doctors and medical professionals? If we could rely on each other ministering one to another yeah and so that is and that is a scriptural premise and so it is interesting to see that god is doing 
a new work in the body and I'm sure you're already you're already catching on to that even so this is second Corinthians and this is um, second Corinthians 5 and I'm starting at 15 and he died for all that those who should live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again so from now on we regard no man after the flesh Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do know, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, and the old has passed away, and the new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation, that we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us that's, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So, the big message behind that is that he has given us this ministry of reconciliation. And that ministry of reconciliation, he paid a really high price for. So that ministry of reconciliation, he's saying that he's reconciled us to him, right? He's reconciled us to each other, but he's also reconciled us to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So when we are um, going through this process of of um, helping people, especially who have had trauma, to um, come into a new place of, under of, of you know, really kind of, of, of healing, one of the big things we have to do is basically to help them reconcile themselves with themselves. Mm -hmm. Because That's for right. a long time, people that have had trauma, they haven't really been themselves. You know, they in some in some cases, people that have had trauma really young, have almost never met themselves. Mm -hmm. But Jesus has ways to heal people so that they can be the people they were intended to be. That's right. So um, at the onset of Wide Awake teachings, um, we start with one of the one of the healings that we start with um, is that is how and we're just I'm just giving you a, an example of one of the things that we teach about is is about how um, you are very good and we've actually go into that a lot in another teaching but that is your Messiah your your position in Messiah Jesus means that God's view of you is you are very good being reconciled to him having a relationship with Jesus and being and uh, is is all that it takes. Mm -hmm. right? That's right you are reconciled to G if you have a relationship with jesus you are reconciled to god mm -hmm. now you might have to appropriate that but it's the truth mm -hmm. you've been reconciled and he sees you as very good mm -hmm. just yeah. like he saw adam and eve when he first saw them in the in the garden he sees you as very good so mm -hmm. i'm just going to list a couple of other teachings so you have an idea of some things that are coming um we will also be teaching all about how god is a really great dad and also how God really wants us to have um, a reconciling relationship with what we experience from our own dads. And on a lot of people, that has been very negative. We get that. But God really has healing for us there. And just a little point on that. 
the relationship we have with our dad really affects the relationship we have with God. That's right. And so it's really important that we address that and help people to have an understanding of that kind of healing that's coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, um, God, um, another teaching is going to be your choice, God's blessing or family curses. Um, forgiving others and separating them from their sins brings healing for us. Mm-hmm. Truth um, is, scripture teaches that Christians, yes, can experience demonic oppression, um, blocks to healing and steps to freedom. Spiritual house cleaning removes spiritual contact points in your in your home. I know you probably um, might not even think about that. That things that we have in our house will affect the the atmosphere, the spiritual atmosphere in our house, but it really does. And how spirits can gain entrance or access to us through um, entryways of trauma in our lives. Um, sin is a who, not a, not a do, not a do. And God has a way out of sin, especially a way out of sin that is just out of control. Habitual sin is connected to entertaining strongmen. And their strongmen that we would list are, these are actual spirits that we would list. And um, they would include bitterness, involvement with the occult, unforgiveness, uh, involvement with Freemasonry, rejection, unloving, envy and jealousy, accusation, addiction, fear and we will also be you know providing uh teaching for just being certain that you know you're saved there's been people that have come through our class and mm-hmm. in the middle of the world got you're like you know i don't want to be sure that i've been saved yeah they live as christians for 30 years and never really had, could point to a day when they made a decision yes i want to be a christian right and so that's a really it's a great thing to do it's great to have a day when you know you've you have received jesus um, the baptism uh, by water and then the infilling of the Holy Spirit or baptism by the Holy Spirit. Understanding your spiritual gifts and how they're meant to bless the body and then how, uh, and also how the early church was founded. And so this gives you an idea of some of the teachings that are coming and why they're kind of a big deal when we want to really understand how do we walk out the Bible. And then I just want to tell you really quickly too, we'll also be touching on the four different ways that God heals. Um, so in the Bible, we do find that there are four different ways that God brings healing. God had allowed me personally to go on a healing journey through all four different ways. Um, and so I have ha- I've had a chance to see all the different ways that he heals. Uh, I've seen immediate healings, like uh, immediate miraculous healings, like the woman with the issue of blood in Mark 24, uh, Mark 5, 24 through 34. Um, or like when Jesus was healing the lepers, uh, which you see in Luke 17, 11 through 19. Um, so there's healings that take place that are immediate. They're miraculous. We actually have known people that operate in those gifts. We have seen it with our own eyes. We've even seen um, healings that have come through either us or our children. I had one this afternoon. <laughs> I did. This stuff is normal. Seeing God heal is normal. It should happen uh, just like you eat and breathe and walk and talk. Healing, praying for healing should be something that is just ongoing every day. That's that's normal according to the Bible. Well, I, you tell them about what happened to me today. Well, I... just today, Heather felt like she was coming down with something. 
and she just looked like she just got ran over by a truck. She just looked really tired and kind of bloodshot eyes. And we <laughs> just we just said, no, we're, we're not going to accept that. Right. Like the Bible, what we just quoted to you, 3 John 2, I would that you would be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. That's God's will. So I went over to, the, over to Heather, put my hands on her, and I told that junk, get out of here. You, you don't belong on her. And, and she put her head up and her eyes were clear and bright and white and no bloodshot and she looked wide awake. So we can like talk to you. <laughs> so that's Praise great. God. Yeah. So, um, so yes, let's, those are immediate healings. We've seen that really too many times to count, but really in the hundreds. We've seen it so many times. And God wants this for you. Absolutely. We're just normal, ordinary people. God wants this for you too. This is, this is not, we, we, yes. But he said, we are just normal, everyday Christian people. This is not rocket science. We're not fancy schmancy. No. We're just following the truths and we're agreeing with what the Bible says. So the second form or way that God heals is healings that take place over time as we minister to spiritual, emotional, relational wounds. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's actually a lot of what we do when we start getting into like praying about bitterness or rejection or um or envy jealousy these are these sometimes are those wounds that have happened over time mm -hmm. and god undoes the thing them on over time as we minister and and the god of the bible he, he says about himself that he is love the bible says god is love now because he's love he does things so gently sometimes and most of the time we just see him work very methodically and gently because he's a loving father and he wants to be very very thorough but he wants to be very gentle and sometimes if we're wounded a long time ago it takes some time to get those wounds to be healed and and more importantly he wants us to understand why we're being healed and what exactly we're being healed from yeah that's right so um this, the first scripture, if you wanted to take a look at it, it's 1 Peter 2.24. And that is, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, so that we, we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds we have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd an overseer of your souls and there's that soul again mm -hmm. so he's saying he's got to come in and he's got to heal the soul and we heal the soul the mind the will and emotions by following what's in here and you know i um i i i think that the other thing that's really interesting about this is that he bore sins on on himself so we don't always look at a need for healing or even a need to even go forward with God oh my gosh how many times do I have to confess my sins right but there's sins that have happened in our bloodlines there's sins mm -hmm. that have happened in our past sins that happened way before we were even born mm -hmm. and what what he's saying is is that Jesus already bore that so sometimes if we're having issues that are happening because of things that have happened in our bloodlines or because of illnesses that have been passed on yeah. it's already been born Jesus already took care of it, yep. and he took care of the, and that includes the emotional ways yeah. in which we've been healed. Yeah. You know, we were talking a few weeks ago with a group that meets at our house, and one of the things we were talking about was Jesus had a, a crown of thorns that he wore as he was uh, being crucified. 
And you had an interesting thing to say about the thorns and what they would have represented. Well, thorns represented a, cur a curse on the land. So if, if a if land was not fertile, it, if it didn't bear wonderful fruit, it was cursed and, it, and brambles and briars and thickets and, and, and thorns came up. Unusable land you couldn't even walk through because it would just poke you and grab you and it, just worthless land. That, that, that symbol of that crown being just that cursed worthlessness got placed on right on his head, right? This was, a, this was a, a picture that God wanted us to see. He said, I'm putting all that curse on my, on my son. He's your savior. And, and I'm going to give him that, that curse so you don't have to. Mm -hmm. isn't isn't it, what a trade-off. Isn't that great? That means, that, and what that meant was he was saying everything that happens in your brain mm -hmm. that is like if, you, if, if, if you've had... Um, Stinking thinking. Stinking thinking, or <laughs> yes, or belief, bad beliefs about yourself. Yeah, I hate myself. I don't like myself. I'm not, I'm too ugly. Oh, I'm rotten. Oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that 30 years ago or 20 years ago or last right. week. Right. Oh, I regret, right. regret, regret. No, and, and and he's saying, no, I took all of that. Mm -hmm. That's right. You don't have to think that stuff because right. I took all that. Amen. It, it says in Psalm 147.3, um, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. So that's what he was doing. Mm -hmm. When he was wearing that, mm -hmm. he was healing the brokenhearted. You know how people, like this, the, we have those tapes that run through our minds. Yep. They could be breaking our hearts all the over time, and over, over yep. and over. Yep. That's actually been healed. He already wore, all, wore the, 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 mm -hmm. the um, crown of thorns. He's done it. That's a great point. We just have to learn how to appropriate it. We're going to teach you how to do that, which that, is really fun. That's right. And we're, see, our ministry is, is slightly different than, than many. We are hoping to put tools in your tool belt so that you can actually take action. What Heather just said is appropriate. We want, we want to appropriate scripture and actually do something with it so yeah. that it, it accomplishes something. We don't want to just hear it, walk away, and forget about it. We're going to give you tools that you can actually... Pick up the, 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 the sword of the spirit, the, the tools in your tool belt, and start doing things and seeing results quickly. I want to go back to that passage that Heather just talked about because it, it mirrors a, a, a scripture in, in Isaiah 61. When Jesus started his ministry, he was just some guy from Nazareth, right? And he goes into the synagogue and he stands up to read the Torah portion for that day. And what does he read? Well, he, in the Torah portion for the day was the Torah portion that was was had been established for oh, forever yeah. forever it, it, it was the calendar it was the calendar that, that day yeah. he he rises up to read Isaiah 61 which is a uh, a messianic passage about who the messiah would be and he stands up and says it's me i'm here i'm the one uh, i mean and what and, 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 and what does he say and he says, I, I've come to bind up the bro brokenhearted. Now, he could have said anything. He, said, he could have said, uh, I've come to give you a million dollars. I've come to, you know, whatever. But what does he promise? He promises, I've come to bind up the brokenhearted. Who is he talking to? Every single person that's ever lived. Because we've all been brokenhearted at right. least once in our life. We all know what that feels like. Or over and over in exactly, our lives. Exactly, exactly. You know? So he, he comes as a Messiah mm. that we can relate to, Right. right? He doesn't come and say, I'm sitting on top of Mount Everest, and if you can climb up here, you can talk to me. Okay. No, he says, I'm, I know exactly what you're going through. I know brokenheartedness, okay? Right, and so in Psalm 23.3, he restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That can take time. Restoring mm -hmm. our souls can take time. So that's one of the, that's the, the, um, the other, that's that second way, that healing of the emotional 
and relational wounds. The third way of healing has to do takes place over time as we minister God's healing by by proclaiming God's promises in scripture. So that was really important to me personally because my physical um my my healing journey came from a potentially uh, fatal antibiotic that I had three years ago. Um, it was combined with, it was prescribed with ibuprofen, which is a big no-no. And that, it created a poisoning which actually harms many, many people every year, tens of thousands. So traditional doctors didn't know what to do with it. But God took our family through uh, years in which they would, were proclaiming God's word over me. Yeah, we, we couldn't do anything. The, the, the doctor said, we can't do anything for you. Right. We, you're on your own. And so that's God's, God's opportunity. Man's, you know, uh, the, 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 the end of man's opportunity becomes God's opportunity. Right. And so we had to rely on him 100%. Yeah, and so scriptures, they would proclaim scriptures like all of Psalm 91 over me. You know, they would proclaim um, scriptures over me so that the, what was, you know, Romans 8, 15 through 17, I'll find that actually. And you know, um, Romans 8, you should read Romans 8 every day. <laughs> it's a powerful, powerful chapter. Why do you think that? It is so powerful. It, 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 the word of God ruminates, you know, what, what, what Heather's talking about is healing that takes place over time by proclaiming God's word. We will just ruminate and think about and marinate on just one sentence from Scripture. And the Word of God says it's living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. The Word of God is living. It's active. When we read it, it reads us back. When we meditate on this on, on the Word of God, it changes us supernaturally. And, and Romans 8 is so powerful. It, it gives you so much uh, freedom Mm -hmm. uh, to not be bogged down by rules and regulations and do's and don'ts. Uh, it really sets you free to be in, to, to be guided by the Holy Spirit and not by any junky stuff that's ruling in our, in our bodies. So here's Romans 8, 15 through 17. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. By him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit. Now we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. And if we are heirs, then we are co-heirs with Christ. Wow, that's just so amazing. Indeed, we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Amen. So it's like, yes, I was suffering. But these sort of things proclaimed over me, yeah, you're sharing in the sufferings, but you know what? You're going to be sharing in his glory. Amen. You, ha you hear that every day, a couple times every day, your cells start to respond to yeah, that. That's right. that's and right. that's what happened to me. I, they had these um, amazing, um, yeah, it was an amazing time. But also the, the fourth thing that God showed during that time that I was really sick was that he also has healing available, available through natural remedies in scripture. Frankincense, garlic, anise, Mustard, cinnamon, myrrh, aloe—they are just a few that are mentioned in, um, you know, hyssop, and they, and God would lead us um, because we couldn't go to a doctor. He'd lead us to to ways in which I was getting healing through things like turmeric and garlic and ginger, and um, you know, then also making sure I had enough magnesium, making sure I had enough vitamin B, making sure I had enough vitamin. A. I mean, it was it was an incredible healing journey, just that itself. But it was not something we got for, through pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. And again, we're not doctors, but that was an incredible time to find out that wow, there's another way God heals. Yeah. So 
years earlier, God showed me how to apply these ama the amazing teachings that are in the teachings that you'll see, um, you, you know, um, in our teaching page. And um, I had a chance to apply those to my life. And walking the, God's truth daily does bring healing. But I've also witnessed, literally, um, hundreds of times for myself and others, when God moved in immediate miraculous healings. And so in all of the four ways that God heals, we have to understand he only does it, does it, he does it, mm -hmm. for two reasons. When God heals, it's always for his glory and always to draw us closer to him. Mm -hmm. So yeah. God can heal instantly and miraculous, miraculously, but, he do, but if he does take longer to heal us, it could be that he's doing a deeper work mm -hmm. or he's educating us. Mm -hmm. It's not because he's mad at us, Amen. okay? Amen. He may be also healing our past, our will, our emotions, and mm -hmm. our relationships as well. Amen. And that's, you know, I, I think that is the gist of what we wanted you guys to hear today about what, what is kind of the, the, the thing that drives us, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. four different kinds of healing and, and the, the scriptures that are kind of our heart's cry to get out to um, the everyday Christian to let you know that um, as you're learning how to appropriate these healings and appropriate these victories, mm -hmm. it really is so that we can live victoriously um, and give him the glory. That's the bottom line. Amen. And as we progress, you're going to have aha moments. If, if you've been a, a student of the Bible, you're going to have aha moments. If, if you've been, maybe you barely know the Bible at all, mm. you're going to have aha moments because that's what God does. He's a father. He wants to, he wants to come down and show us um, the root causes of, of problems. Why do I think a certain way? Why do I do this thing that I keep? I can't stop doing. He wants to show you, and and, and you're going to have aha moments that you're going to say, "I get it. I understand. Yeah. I'm going to get set free. I, I'm being set free." Yeah. And you're going to feel lighter. I'm telling you, God is so good. He's such a loving, gentle Father. He's going to astound you. And that is our prayer for you, that as you walk in the scriptures, that they literally become a, a, a brand, as if they're brand new, like your life itself, like you're a newborn. Like you just are, are you can't wait to, to get to the next day. Okay. Should we, should we have a prayer of just we, lining up? We should. Father God, we thank you for our visitors, for all of our friends that are watching today. Please bless them and keep them and make your face shine upon them. Above all, Lord, we ask that you give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you so that the eyes of our heart will be enlightened and we will know you better as Papa God. In mm. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.